Welcome to New Thought Academy, a podcast centered on the exploration, discussion, and application of new thought and truth principles. Today's episode will feature a lecture delivered by Walter Lanyon over six decades ago. It's one of few remaining live recordings of the prolific writer, artist, and new thought lecturer. So, uh, uh, besides having a very nice, uh, lovely church, you chose a very nice person to be at the head of that, that you know. Of course, I don't get anything special for putting this blurb in, but I just want to do it because I know it's everlastingly nice. Uh, these have something to do with you. You're always wondering, you're always thinking about um, where does the thing come from? See, now, for instance, if you have to uh, uh, bring out money, we'll, say, we'll put this right down to a basic thing, but you need a certain sum of money. On the outside, there it is. Uh, how are you going to get it? Well, then there's a fight goes on because it's in polarity. You see, before a thing appears, uh, before it comes out, it is in the mind of God. It is in the universal mind. The minute it comes into anything, it meets with a thing called polarity. And that thing works both sides of this thing. And uh, that's what we have out here. The minute anything comes out, money, you, or anything else, it comes into a thing called polarity on the outside. Uh, where did this thing come from? That's the way this is, uh, this is um, uh, a little bit sturdier quality of a hibiscus. But usually they blossom in the morning and they are dead in the evening, whether you put them in water or not. And a very fascinating flower to me, because here's one of the general variety. This morning it was just opening. Now it is just closing you are seeing something coming out of the invisible into the visible, and you think nothing about that at all. You can't make it happen. You can't do anything with it. It goes into that, it goes out. This thing will be uh, finally just thrown away. It came out of the invisible. You think nothing about it at all. You can produce that thing, and you can't produce a dollar. Because you don't believe. The reason this happens is you keep your fingers off of it. If you thought for a moment that you could go into the sap of an apple tree and take it out and make apples, you know what would happen, don't you? The, the tree would die if you took the sap away from it. Yet out of that colorless sap will bushels of apples form right in front of your face, and you don't think anything about it. Why? Because you say, oh yes, that's the way it is. Uh, in other words, you've accepted it. The three drops of rancid oil in the cruise and the unlimited soul, where is the point of contact between those two? We're talking about something. I don't want you to keep on forever working with this thing and thinking that you can say to God, look, I need a new automobile. Look, I need a new hat, a new red hat, or a new automobile, or a new house, or something like that. Now I've got to know that I can, but you can't do it. You've got all this law of polarity out there working against that thing. And Jesus ran into a situation, one that we have mentioned so many times, that there were 5,000 men there that had no bread. Well, then they had five loaves of bread. He had a group of men with him, 12 men with him, that had been close like that to him all the time, and he turned to them and said, what are you going to do? Hoping that they might have learned something in the three years. They didn't know a thing. So Philip speaks for the rest of them, and he says, well, five loaves and two fishes are not very much, and it can't be done. It's out in polarity. 
You see, it's out here. It's manifest. You can't do anything with a vase that has been fired. And he said to the, the disciple, uh, to the, to the uh, neophyte, he said, go and look at the potter, what he's doing. And the potter took out a handful of clay and made it into a vase or a cup, and it was crooked. And he threw it back in to the one. You see what this? It went back to clay. But if it was ever fired, it's vase. Then you can't do anything with it. That's why he knew he could do nothing with the outside. And that's where the great mistake. You work with money. You work with a symbol out here, the thing. You can't do a thing with it. It's all tied up in polarity. It's tied up in fake, and you can't do anything. And there was a picture that there were 5,000 men wanted bread. And everything said there is no bread. It said there's three days from the nearest bakery, and the men are hungry, and we're in the desert, and there is nothing here. It's very interesting when you, when you begin to see. I don't know whether you want the truth or whether you just want to have a lot of thought that says all you have to do is say some sweet words and say them over often enough, and God will give you all the money you want. He won't give you a thing. You have to take it. And you can't take it unless, until you can take it. And when you begin to see why you can't help taking it, you will take it. You will begin to see that you are a point or a lump of substance or whatever you may choose to call yourself, a temple through which the power comes. I use the homely illustration many times uh, of the Frigidaire and the beautiful cloud in the sky that you could pull down, put in your Frigidaire, and hand it out to somebody in a highball glass as a lump of ice. You can run it right back up into that thing again. But down here is a chunk of ice that's in polarity. It's, it, it comes under all the laws of melting and destruction and going back and water and everything else. So that's why he said, well, I can't do anything about it. He said to Philip, what are you going to do? Philip said, well, you've only got five loaves and two fishes, and that isn't enough to get anywhere with. He said uh, he knew what he was going to do. Now, I know that you come to the time when you have to get a hold of this teaching of Jesus Christ. Instead of thinking it's some newfangled religion invented in the 19th century, you discover it was a revelation that came out 2,000 years ago with all the crystallized manifestation. Everything that Jesus said, he, wow, right out into matter. And when he said bread, bread, wine, wine, fish, fish, he didn't say I hope or I wish or I pray or I this or the other thing. And we can't yet, you will accept this beautiful thing as coming out of nothing. You know, it was in the invisible. This was in the invisible a few days ago. How do you, you try to make me believe that you can produce a, a masterpiece like that? If you examine that for one instant, that pistol and the stamens and everything else, the calyx and the way it's put together, you couldn't do it in a million years. And then, you say, I can't get my car, I can't get my house, I can't get my job, I can't get anything. You can't get anything because you're out here working with this thing that's under polarity. And you can't get it. And Jesus knew it too. So when Philip said, I don't know, Jesus knew what he was going to do. And what he did was he went back to the Father, which is terminology. And we hear these religious things so long that they become nothing but worn out cliches. And we can't get anywhere with it. But he went to the one. And the minute that he came, uh, came to the one thing instead of the two things, it was before polarity had set in. So he goes in that one and there's nothing lacking. Nothing in any shape or form. The unformed raw substance, which will take the shape of anything, 
anything, anything, anything. But it has to be lettered in the manifestation. And you could be prospered. You can't because you know so much more than God does about it. And you just can't be prospered because you have the polarity out here and says, well, uh, what is my earning capacity? And uh, what talents have I? I am thus and thus old or young or something of the kind. And I don't know anything about anything but to, to uh, do one thing. So I stay by that thing. I stay right there instead of letting myself go. You are a hopeless success when you touch this power. I think I told you that since a child I knew about Jesus Christ pretty rather intimately in a way. And uh, he seemed to be quite real to me from a child from a childhood. But finally, in 1923, I ran into that name. That's 1923. And since that day, I have never wanted for a single thing in this world. Now, you can come back at me because I put my head out that way and said, well, you haven't had anything. You can say that if you want to. But I've had all the things that they seek after. Homes in every country, beautiful homes, cars. I'm not trying to set myself up because I am not a teacher. I am simply a regulator. I tell you what comes to me to tell you. You take that and don't take me. If you hear it, you hear it, and it's yours. If you don't, you'll say, he said it. And how does he know? How does this man uh, talk, seeing he has no learning? Where did he come from? Nazareth, a one-horse town. What did come out of that? Who is he, anyway? Well, you know what they said. You know that human thing. Not everybody accepted him as immaculately conceived. There's no doubt about that. Two. And that, what they might have called a stigma, and we still work a little bit with it. Why, uh, you see, he had that, too. Well, how could that thing do anything? How could he ever hope for success? How could he ever? Well, you're in the place you are, and you're in that little place like that, and the minute that you discover, the minute you make your discovery of this power, whatever you're doing begins to unfold. I don't care what it is. As I told you, the man was digging a ditch, and when the power touched him, in, in a very short time, he became a contractor, and in a very short time after that, he became a great contractor, and the last thing he did was build one of the most glorious hotels in the United States with no education at 14 years of age, never having been to school, and didn't know one thing from another. Now, what are you going to argue about? I want to know. Do you want to demonstrate it? Well, I can be an engineer, or I can be a painter, or I can. I know it. I know it. Yes, we're giving you the law. You either hear it or you say, well, I know, but. Well, that's all right. Go your way. doesn't make any difference. You either hear it or you don't hear it. And when you hear it, you will be prospered. It says, it says so. But unless you can, you can't, cannot see. And you will keep thinking and working and working. And it says, who by taking thought can add one cubit to his statue? If he cannot do that which is least, why will he try to do that which is greatest? Choose when you pray. What do you do? Tell God what's the matter with you? Tell God what you need? Tell God what you should do? And how easy it is for him to do it? He knows all that. Before you ask, I will answer. The answer is already there. What he's trying to get you to do is to see that. But I can't see it because it's out here in polarity and everybody wants this thing that I want. So I can't get it. I can't get it and I can't have it. I've got a little pinched mind like that. I can't take it. It's too wonderful. I have to work. I have to do something by the sweat of my brow. 
I didn't know that I could appropriate substance. I didn't know that wherever you go, everywhere, in the desert, on the mountaintop, or under the sea, or anywhere else, you're just as much in the presence there as you are right in this place where we are attempting to bring this to your attention. One with God is a majority, and that is the truth, and that is not a religious saying, that is not a lot of truck and rubbish that's been fixed up to please you. It is a law the minute that the drop of water goes to the ocean, it is the ocean. And the minute you go into that thing, you are of the essence of God. And this is no funny business. And this is no trickery. And you don't have to be a high priest or a high priestess. And you don't have to be a funny business to do this. You just have to begin to let yourself go. And he said when he prays, he believes that he receives. Well, then, if he believes, he would not look for it. He would not be a peeping Tom. He would not try to make that thing happen. He would not try to demonstrate that thing and pinch himself up. Take it. And since nobody believes in you, don't tell anybody. I don't believe in you. I know you too well. I know this old human thing. It's a liar and the father of it. It doesn't believe in good. It doesn't believe in anything at all but uh, destruction. It's a three-dimensional thing. Do you know that today we are coming into the fourth dimension or else the thing is all blown up? Just read in your headlines in the paper and a few things else. And what is there left to it? There's complete frustration over the entire world today. And yet, in the midst of this, does this new idea come? And we thought you had to die to get it, you had to die to get in the kingdom of heaven, and going right around saying at the same time, this is life eternal to know me, not, not will be. Is, not will be, not maybe, or not perhaps, it is. Nobody cares, we're not bothered about that. You see, whenever you condition yourself to a single thing, it flows through you like water. You can't stop it. Any matrix you make, it will just throw the shadow, like that. But you may demonstrate one thing, and may use that up. You may demonstrate a five dollar bill, and it's but you'll never touch substance because it will keep throwing that shadow. Out, 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 and out, and out, and out. Too good to be true. The human mind says it's nothing but a lot of talk, and that's all it is to that human mind. And about your sickness, where is it? Why doesn't the person next to you have the same disease? You can't explain it. They can't explain it. Nobody can explain it. The doctor can't explain it. Nobody can. And yet you hold that thing, and you are pictured on your body. You show it on your body. And so you have tuberculosis, or something else, or something else. When I was a kid, I lived in a small mining town, and a wealthy lady uh, passed on, and she was a philanthropist. And in those days, she, she gave quite a sizable amount of money. She gave uh, $20,000 to, to build a hospital for that mining community. Well, they built this hospital, and they had a big celebration, and it had uh, 20 rooms in it, and it had an operating room, it had a consultation and doctor's office and all that, and it was in the big grove of trees, and it was considered a marvelous thing. But they didn't have any resident physician. Do you know why? They didn't have more than five patients at any time in that hospital. And they only had one case of cancer in the whole county. And that woman was like a carrier in India, like an untouchable. I remember now the whole story. I can see the picture very well. She lived at the end of the street, and there was a picket fence around her, her house. And they said, oh, she has a cancer. You know, the children especially. And we used to run and hold our breath when we went there past that house. You know, all kinds. Just as good as any other trick you do to heal the feet. That's as good. That's the same thing. You're doing tricks. You shake a bottle and make the medicine strong or something. 
Just the same old story. So I come back to that town about 15 years after. I said, how are things here and so on? So I was driving around looking at some of the places, and I got out by this hospital, and it had been enlarged to 100 rooms. And so I said, my goodness, why, we didn't even use 20 rooms when I was here. They said, you can't get in within three months now. Place was full to the doors, and I said, what's the disease? Well, there's a good day, a large percentage of it's cancer. I'm just telling you this story. You can do what you want to with it. But if you've got your eyes open, you'll begin to see some things. The hypnosis that's going on right in the world. When the thing comes out, when it comes out of God, it comes under polarity. It comes under good and evil, the thing that we put under there, out here. And so Jesus is pretty smart. He said, I can't do anything with this thing. But if I go back, if I become one, I begin to see how it is that whatsoever I bear, take, or appropriate shall be called from the housetop. Whatever I can tell my father in secret shall be called from the housetop is no metaphysical truck. It is a law sure or more sure than two times two is four. There's no question. We're not talking about anything. We're not trying to put this thing over, you see, just for a newfangled idea. This is a way of life. And when you begin to see in it, you become conditioned to it. And as you become conditioned in it, whatever, whatsoever, that is put in front of this thing, the light like that, and it will put. And I don't care. It says, I can do all things through Christ Jesus, and that is the truth. And that is not a lie, and don't you dare try. For anything you try, you're going to fail. Because right away the human mind comes up and says, now just wait a minute. You don't know anything about this. And you'd have to study, and you'd have to work, and you'd have to learn, and you'd have to do anything. But by the appropriation, if you were to appropriate a thing, I don't care what it is, a thing, if you could appropriate it, and let it go, and let your body follow through instead of your little two-before mind that keeps getting in there and trying to do things. If you could let that take place, you would find yourself manifesting in that magnificent thing. It is amazing. It is thrilling because it says for you, instead of working with yourself much longer, and you have worked with yourself so long, you'll begin to see that it says, heal the sick, no instruction. We've had all the instruction given to us since then. And not a one of us, right? Because they said, well, hold your head and know that there is no disease. The more you know there is no disease, the more disease exists. You cannot deny nothing. And so you feed that and establish it. The more you know there is no lack or no limitation, you are building great vacuities in your life. That is the truth. You may think that you can say positive, what you call positive words. But if you are denying, they think. You have to have something to deny. And that's why he said, I got no time to worry about this situation. I must go to the one. And that going to the one, it's, it's fraught with a lot of ideas, but it's very difficult. But you begin to see there is a God, and the grass will grow in the middle of the street if you let it. Solid pavement. Through the wall of China, a rose, 38 feet, blossoming on the other side. You couldn't take a rose and push that through anything, not even a piece of paper, through solid masonry. What did it? I'm after that. I'm after that subtle thing that made that soft thing go through masonry. 
because it, that's the way it goes through the mind of man. His old hard, fast ideas, he's all set and crystallized. He's cemented in by a thousand old things he's taken in his mind, and he cannot be the child of God. See, you cannot be it. It's too good. It's too wonderful. Too magnificent. I will give you the desires of your heart. How can I give them to if you don't take them? And then how could I give them to that greedy thing that says, I'll take them? He can't because he doesn't believe. He believes there is a limitation. I'm talking about the infinity of this thing. I'm talking about you. You could. If you would, let me express in any way. Well, I'm trying. You can't try. I'm sorry. Won't work. Pure recognition. So, there is something in you. It is back of all these funny things. It is written in a thousand ways. And pretty soon you have to begin to hear what I am not saying to you. Because I have no words to say this thing. And he said, do not count your soldiers, for there be many more than they be. What are you talking about? You're crazy. That's what the human mind says. Well, I'm not going to, it's all right, say a prayer and keep your powder dry. And then he smiles to himself, it's been very clever. But keeping your powder dry won't do it. And the prayer won't do it that's accompanying the dry powder. I'm sorry. It's the thing that will work with wet powder if it has to. It will work through anything. There isn't a single thing that the human mind can set up that when this power is recognized, it wouldn't go through just like that into manifestation. Call upon me and I will answer you. Do you believe that? Why, sure, you're going to say yes. You don't believe that at all. You'd like to. But your own mind is in there and it says, I, I don't see, I can't. I, 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 I. And finally, you begin to see something. A little within yourself. And so, anything that they be many more than they be, there is such a thing there that uh, you can't fail. There's no possibility. And what I am more interested in than anything else is not uh, proving to you a little something like this. It is in starting the flow of this thing within you, that you begin to see that this is not something we take out of mothballs once a week and use, but it is a flowing thing, a thing that flows up into manifestation. Before the word is spoken, the substance of the word is there. Before, as I've said to you before, before you say the word bread, everybody in the world can understand what you have in your mind. But when you say bread, only the English. And it's right under polarity again. See, it's right out here. And then it is. So he didn't stay with that thing. He said, you let go of that and go back to the thing that's there, and you can do anything with that thing out here. And it is magic. It is sheer magic. There's no question about it. Whatsoever you, this funny old thing, this thing that never did anything, or this thing that accomplished wonders in the world, whatsoever you, this funny old thing, I think it's, I said to myself, I said, why, you funny old thing, you. You're trying to make God do something. You're praying. What are you praying? It's nothing at all. You're just saying a lot of stuff from the standpoint of a human being, because prayer is sheer recognition. Yet he's not begging and pleading and saying over and over and over again. And then we tell the story of the heathen, and we laugh at the heathen because he pulls his prayer wheel, and he has, O mighty pardon me home, O thou sacred heart of the lotus, 
And he said, imagine anybody being that dumb. Just listen to some of the things that go on around you and hear how many times the same thing is used. Now, we don't laugh at that, do we? Oh, no, because we're very educated and we're very erudite, you know. And, of course, God appreciates that. You'll take it. Whenever you begin to believe, and he said, when you pray, believe. And you pray. Do you believe in God or don't you? Do you believe in God and then you believe that there's some man, woman, child, a situation, company, all uh, believe that is stronger than that thing? Do you believe that it's possible for you to be prospered? I wonder. You get so hypnotized and the limitations are there and you're playing with this piece of clay that has been fired and you try to get more out of it and it can't give. But if it had been returned to the clay, anything could have been brought out. So he returns to the clay. Before Abraham was, I am. What did I look like? What did I do? What did I know? And then I have Jenny Smith or Johnny Jones out here, and they're pretty limited. And there's that thing. And Jesus, pretty limited. Carpenter. I said, I'm going back. Didn't go anywhere, did he? Stand right in front of the 5,000 people. Where'd he go? You want a miracle? When it becomes natural, you can have it. You say a miracle is an act of God? All right. We agree. Is there anything miraculous about an act of God? Is there anything miraculous about your acts when you get up, when you go to the table and eat? When you go to bed, when you go to church, when you do these things, is that a miracle? Is that anything funny? Do you think that it's anything strange that God should express himself? And the funny part about it is, it's waiting to, and it's pressing on the diaphragm of your mind. Let me in. Behold, I stand at the door and knock, and if any man, I don't care who he is, shall open unto me, I will come into him, and sup with him, and he with me, and that's some beautiful oriental philosophy and symbology that is magnificent. It says breaking bread. <laughs> bread. Not bread, but bread. Substance with you. And you will not. Because you think you have to go and treat that with a lot of modernity and bring it down to something where you can make God jump through the hoop like you can make a trained dog jump through the hoop. And you can't do it. But how often would I have taken you under my breast as a hen takes her chickens under the wings? But you wouldn't. And then we wonder, why? Why the evil? Why the thing? Why have I this disease? Why have I? Why is it I can never get on? Why can I never get on? Oh. Because you can't get on. You're in this polarity, and it says you're in a straight pattern. That's all you're going to get. There isn't any more. You have done the possible, haven't you? Haven't you got as much money as you can get? Haven't you got as much fame, if any, that you can get? Haven't you done everything that you can possibly do? Aren't you just straining at the leash to make that thing out there? That's why you need God so bad right now, because he's the doer of the impossible. You can't do anymore. You don't know what to do to bring out this magnificent sense of life. You've got this puny sense of health, and it isn't any good for anything. It hasn't any vitality, it hasn't anything within you. And you don't know how 
to get more money, because it is the thing that the minute you mention, all the powers of this world are after. You know, it is fabulous to think that there was a civilization once where they weren't crazy about money. In ancient Greece, they were more crazy about the development of beautiful bodies and beautiful languages and talk, and they all went around and they went down in town to listen to somebody uh, talking, Socrates or Plato or Theocides or somebody else down there. They didn't, and none of them thought about how much money can I make. And that's why they were so beautiful. And that's why a practitioner could take this thing right out of solid marble with a piece of marble across the body of Venus like a piece of chiffon. How did it? You know, they, they, they have used so many things. They have studied Greek uh, statuary and sculpting until they have a machine for everything. They can tell you everything and they can't do a thing. There is nobody produced a Venus. There is nobody produced anything. Yet they know how, and they can't do it. Those things don't start on the outside. You can have all the rules and regulations and everything else, and God will not work. You can say, peace, peace, and there is no peace. Then you can say, peace, and a raging storm uh, is quelled. Now, that's rather interesting. I, it's spectacular, you see. I'm not talking about a literal thing, but I'm talking about a symbolical thing in your life. You could say it. If you could say it, then you could say it. But if you can't say it, you can't say it. And that's what's so sad about it. Because you've heard it. You've heard it. You've heard it. And the command goes there, heal the sick. Well, uh, um, what do I do? Open the eyes of the blind. Be prospered. Does that mean I must make more work with my hands? Doesn't say so. There is a flow. The distance between, as, as I said to you before, these are other interesting things. The distance between uh, uh, the three drops of rancid oil. Now, get every word because, you know, you must begin to read the secret doctrine. It's all coded so that the wise and prudent will not get it. They are so smart. They have capitalized on everything. But this is a secret doctrine, you see. And every word is the secret thing in there. Oh, I don't want to make a fetish of it, but I just want to tell you it is there. And so it says, he kept it from the wise and the prudent. But what is the distance between the three drops of rancid oil and the flow of oil? How did you make the connection from the invisible to the visible? How did this take place? Isn't it interesting that it was there? That it was there all the time. The widow lady didn't know it. She didn't believe it. There was no possibility of it ever taking place in her because she had only enough oil and she had a handful of meal. And you know what she was going to do. They, they came, and, and she was out picking up sticks, too. That was terrible, uh, the way they paint these pictures. But there she was, the poor thing, she was picking up sticks. And the prophet said to her, What are you doing anyway? She says, I'm picking up sticks so that I can make a fire, and I have a handful of meal, and I'm going to make a pancake for me and one for my son so that we can lay down and die. This is in the Bible. I wonder why they want to prolong the agony one pancake farther. Because <laughs> they just didn't lay down and die. But then I wondered about the son sitting in the house, and his mother was out picking up sticks to make the last pancake. There's a lot of things you wonder about in the Bible. 
And then you see this old thing is trying to get somebody to feel sorry for it. Oh, I'm taking them to feel sick, certainly. You hear that all the time. I heard you saying that, you see. You're always talking about yourself that way. But one day, something happens. You hear me. One day you hear me. I don't care. You don't have to set the world on fire. And you don't have to impress anybody. But one day, if something takes place, you believe. Now, you're not getting religious. You just know that there is such a thing as God, a universal power, an intelligence, not a man. I can do all things through Jesus Christ. That is the word. You can do it if you can. But I don't see how you can if you're going to put that through this terrible a barricade of human thoughts that you have. Or I don't see how you can do it if you say, I'm going to try because you do not believe you're going to see whether it can be done or not. Only thing I'm, uh, I'm thinking of is the thing outside of polarity. By that I mean the thing that goes, breaks down all the laws of polarity. And that's what Jesus Christ did. When he came and said 5,000 with only a five loaves and two fishes. That is what I mean. He was breaking down the human pattern, the human thought. When he said to the man, or when they said to the man, or the power said to the man, who was crippled from birth and lying at the a temple gate for 40 years, rise. He didn't only rise, he was jumping right through something. 40 years of it. Wow. And he was leaping in the air. He didn't convalesce. The minute you touch this thing, it does things to you. How are you going to touch it if you don't recognize it? With your pinheaded intellect. And you're going to shut it down like this. Well, I know, but I... if I could see it, if somebody would come along and tell me the unique word, or if somebody would do something, and I come and say it to you like that. And one day you're going to hear it from somebody. I don't care through what body it comes. It doesn't have to come through this body. It'll come through somebody, and you'll say, oh my God, is that what it is? It's just a believing that there's something bigger than you are in the universe. Something bigger than your little mind. Something bigger than your intellection and your earning capacity. And something so magnificent that you will begin to take because all the greed has been drained out of you. You're not greedy anymore, so you can have everything you want. Can you hear me? I don't know. Can you hear me? See, one day you hear. You hear. Oh, I've heard all it. No. The minute you hear it, you are it. In that degree, I don't care. Maybe some degree. You can't help it. Ask me. Not me, but me. And don't ask John Smith, but ask me. And John Smith may answer. He may tell you. Anyone may tell you. But... There it is. Fabulous. We're in such a wonderful new day now, it's just terrific. You see, we're in the day of the fourth dimension. As I told you before, we went up to the cross, period. That's all it was, crucifixion. That's all it's been in this universe. It's up to the crucifixion, period. Nobody went beyond that. And yet Jesus went into the beyond that on the other side of the cross and said, here is the final answer. You must come back into your spiritual self. Your spiritualized self. Well, nobody believes it because you haven't seen it. Why haven't you seen it? Because you can't believe it. You can't see anything. 
Oh, well, that sounds very fabulous. It is. It's, uh, we did kill it to the human mind to think about that thing. But when are you ever going to finish with that? You've had all these clown suits that you've been wearing from one generation to another. You know we've been every kind of thing. It's so interesting. There was a picture of the three faces of Eve where three characters were occupying one woman's body. I haven't quite a time of it. It was a thing that was in psychiatry, I think, and they pictured it. And uh, finally, she got it. One, one of them was a little bit decenter, and the, more decent, I guess, than the other two. So they took that one, and that seemed to kind of control. But the latest news is that the fourth one's moved in on it. <laughs> and they don't know where it is. Well, they don't know that these things are come from past incarnations. That's all they are. They're memories of certain things that you've been and done and had. And every once in a while, your memory will be so strong that that thing will take you to the floor. That's all there is to that story. And most of you have a couple of them around the house that come out every once in a while. And say, I don't know what's the matter with Mabel today. She seems like a perfect strange person. Well, Mabel is probably an Indian princess or something for the moment. And she doesn't like being a housewife. Or something. I don't know. Or something. Something. Who are you? And when you strike this idea of who you are, then the old idea of putting on these clown suits is over. You're through. We're through. We're not going to put on any more of these when we once hear the truth. And our beloved gave us that. That's Jesus Christ. Besides which there is nothing. There is no lawgiver. They all came up to us. They didn't make it. And he said, then he said some fabulous things. He said uh, some things we don't pay any attention to because we're so busy trying to demonstrate things, you see. And he said, uh, if you want to get rid of that, don't call any man your father. Well, that sounds like a lot of talk. That's nothing. But suppose that I discovered that I was the son of Philip. Not of Macedonia, but in England, you know. Suppose I were the son of uh, Prince Philip, and I discovered that I was. And I was 18 years old. I was the heir to the throne. I didn't know that, but I'd been that all the time. And I discovered it. Then I would say it. Then I would do it. I wouldn't make it. It would be recognition. You are the beloved of God. You are made in the image and likeness of God. You are created by spirit. You are pure spirit. You are birthless. You are ageless. You are deathless. You've got to hear this. Sometimes. You've got to hear me. Sometimes. You've got to hear that I do not believe in this disease and death and all that. And Jesus Christ destroyed death. So written in the law. But we don't pay attention to that because you see death all around us. Why? Because it just goes up to crucifixion and stops. And he went over on the other side of the cross. Self-resurrection. We're not asking you to do anything fantastic. We're just asking you if you will touch life once and let go of all this bondage that you have within yourself. And you will see that the thing that you are doing then will be magnified in you. And that is how you will come from one thing to another, to another, to another, to another. I don't care where this finds you, what age or what time or anything of the kind. It is all the same. This is the revelation of Jesus Christ. He spoke in the present tense in the first person. 
Just listen. Heal the sick. Heal the sick. Heal the sick. Oh, a thousand people have tried to do it. A million people have tried to do it. You can't try. It's beyond that. It's emerging. It is something she said, yes, it is so. And then it will have to pass for you. Before you ask. It is so fantastic that the human mind said it's nothing but a lot of talk. And that's all it is. A lot of talk. Be prospered. How can I be prospered? How can these three drops of rancid oil touch this other thing? The flow through me. What would I have to do to get more money? You can't get it. Because you're thinking about that. Instead of letting that alone, letting the manifestation alone, letting the picture out here alone, letting the, the distorted cup that has been fired, letting that alone and going back to that moist clay, or going back to the spirit, or going into that thing and taking it. Why don't you hear me? And why don't you take it instead of taking it? Why don't you appropriate it? And don't look for any sign. And forget about it. Because you're, you, have, you believe, because you know, and you believe that thing. And when you believe it, it isn't a religious thing. You don't become emotional about this. You begin to feel it's flow of life through you. And as it passes through, it takes out all that disease condition. And eventually it will take out age. And eventually it will take out other things too. And as you begin to see the flow of substance, when it comes out here, it fills 5,000, 5,000. This is just fabulous. You're in a new day, and it's just wonderful. Because whatever you want, take it. Be careful about nothing, because you have the integrity to follow through. And I will search the joints and the marrow. Oh, there's so many things, but it will do in the various and sundry ways, but first it needs that belief that goes back before the thing comes out into polarity. Before it comes out into this, look at it. Look at it going out of sight. It was wide open when I picked it. Look at it. Tomorrow morning, the next day, the next day. Where did it come from? Is it going to be lost? No. The matrix remains. I will destroy this, but it will not destroy the flower, will it? It will come again and again and again. Do you want this flower? Do you want the handful of money? Or would you like to have substance? Would you like to have the matrix of this flower? Or would you like to have this flower? You want this flower. That's what the human mind wants. It says, well, give me that flower. Give me that money. Give me that house. Give me that car. Give me that. You see? But if it was smart, it would take the thing that's back of it. And when it did, it wouldn't have to care about that because it would come again and again and again and again. And the outflowing of that thing, and I have a way you know not of. I am the way. I am the truth. I am the light. And though a man were dead, well, that's what it says. First, I suppose you're going to argue about that too. You've argued about everything else. Though a man were dead, yet shall he be made alive. That wraps up another episode of New Thought Academy. Stay tuned for more books, discussions, and updates on coming attractions.